Happy Thursday. This is Reverend Dan, and we are connected, and you are now connected with us. We are the Young Adult Ministry from the Maple Springs Baptist Church in Capitol Heights, Maryland. And this is our first episode. We have a really accomplished group here. We're going to have kind of a rotating cast, if you will, some great topics that we're going to discuss. And I think the first one that we kind of pulled a rabbit out of that on, we said we would talk about the influence of culture on Christianity. So, actually, you picked that topic. Why don't you kind of unpack that statement for us? So, when I think about this topic, I think about all the celebrities that I like who don't sing gospel music, they sing, I guess, worldly music. Secular. Secular music. Um, like Beyonce, I'm a part of the Beehive, so don't don't come for me now. But you know, Beyonce and other artists um, that don't sing about Christianity, they sing about worldly things, but still um, praise God and thank God when they get their reward. So, but do they? I mean, you say they don't sing about God, but however, Beyonce is on. When Jesus said, yes. Do we really but consider I, that a gospel song? It is a gospel song. It's actually she a gospel song that comes from a country in Africa. It is specifically oh. sung in their church. But I feel like you can sing about it, but is that really you? Like, she might have grown up around Christians or being a Christian, but is that really her? So, so let me ask you this. I don't sing gospel. I'm not a gospel artist. I'm specifically, on purpose, not a gospel artist. I only sing R&B or soul or jazz. But do you cuss? I do. I don't think I so. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so I guess I just get confused when I see artists. Are you saying Beyonce don't love God? I'm not saying that she doesn't love. I just get confused when they thank God, but they don't. So, so their words me, don't match. Like so, yeah. so let me ask you this: um, Who? How do we judge Christianity? Right. How do we judge how who's a Christian and who's not a Christian? Because I, I'll share this story real quick. My first time um, sitting in a, a pulpit, um, well, not my first time, but the first time I, I had this experience, I was with, um, at my former church, at Community of Hope Family Church. And I sat in the, um, the pulpit and I looked out, right? And as I looked out, I saw, like, it was really like a come-as-you-are kind of church. So every thing was represented in it. It was people of all different kinds of nationalities and people of all kind of different um, just walks of life, right? And it made me feel good. And then God said, and I saw it like, you know, people who you may look at and call the center, right? And God said, okay, well, show me the people whose sins that you can't see, that you can't really judge, right? So it's easy to put a pen on and say, oh, he's he's drunk, so he's an alcoholic, so he's a sinner, he's not going to heaven. Oh, she cusses and sings whatever kind of music, so she's not going to heaven. But what about the child molester? What does that look like? What do they look like? What about the person who's going home and abusing their wife? They come to church every Sunday. They are faithfully tithing every time they get paid, but their private life and their public life don't line up. And so that's always my question when we get into these things of like, oh, how are they going to thank God? But, you know, they my favorite rap group, the Migos, you know, to, but I believe they came up with a good hymn, this last song, Walk It Like You Talk It. Walk It Like You Talk It. <laughs> that's, yeah. Walk It Like You Talk It. 
Praise the Lord for the Migos. <laughs> I said that. That's right, Dan. I will be preaching that. Walk it like you talk it. Perform for the audience. My job is to entertain. My job is to make people smile and perhaps forget about a few problems or, you know, some anxiety. Have a good time. In there while we all go out and have a good time. Now, just because I'm not a gospel musician doesn't mean I'm not Christian. Doesn't mean I don't love God mm -hmm. the same way the preacher does or the, the girl that sings in every choir. So how do you... How do you feel about the Snoop Dogg album? I am here for Let's it. Let's talk about that. I'm here for Snoop's album. Like, I am here for it. Um, I didn't listen to the whole thing yet. So let me just put out that little fact. Um, but I am here for it because I love the fact that he's trying to um, talk to everybody, you know, and maybe somebody that wouldn't listen to... Uh, I don't know. Shirley Caesar. Thank you. Shirley Caesar. Maybe they'll listen to this and maybe they'll come to God. They'll get closer to God because of it. So that's the statement that I heard Diddy make. Diddy said that y'all that are hating on Snoop, Snoop Dogg need to stop because sometimes secular artists can take the gospel further than, mm -hmm. than you can using mm -hmm. that platform. Mm -hmm. So what do we think about that? What is Should I like delete it from my Apple Music, Ashley? Well, I haven't heard the album. Yeah, but you've heard Snoop cuss and so forth. Mm -hmm. And, and you know he, he wrote enough. So. And now he has a gospel. And just to be clear, I really do think that he was probably high when he came over. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, that was one of the nights he was like, man, you know what we should do? Nah, oh, my goodness. Because I really love God and everything. You know what I'm saying? You don't love God. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Um, Y'all, I hate that song. Man, I'm telling you. I do you, not like that song. I hate that song. I promise. Wow. Y'all interrupted my whole impersonation. Sorry. But it was cool. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I needed a, a, something to be real. Uh -oh. so, so, come on, Ashley. This is, you know. You look real angry over there. Like, no, you still in it. No, I'm tight. Y'all can't see her. But she over here, arm folded. I'm thinking. Looking so, all like, oh, don't talk to my cousin. No, she is in thought. All right, come mm -hmm. on, let her, let her get it out. Yeah, so, stop that hat off your head. I don't think you should do I All I was saying is that I just get confused when I see artists talk, cussing and mm -hmm. talking about sex and smack this girl, smack that girl. Mm -hmm. And then when they get a Grammy or whatever, they're thinking God. Like, it just confuses me. So let me so, And I'm not saying, because I live my life also, but I love God. So, I, I mean, I'm confused by myself sometimes. So, I think I think the important thing to say right here too is for everybody that's listening. I think what we're finding out is that it's a it's a process. Life yeah, is a process. a process. And, and and Christianity is a process. Like the goal definitely should be to be better tomorrow than you were today. Yeah, and to get better and using the, the power. One thing I found out that was just like amazing is that God knows we don't have the power to change ourselves. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, literally, I was working for years trying to get rid of some bad habits that I had. And actually, it was right before. This is real. I'm, I'm, if y'all don't know me, I, I don't care. I'm going to get real, real and stay real. Yeah, but um, I was in a counseling session. Me and my wife was in one of our counseling sessions. And I told our counselor, actually, hit pop and tags, and I told her, <laughs> literally, y'all, she just popped the tag. Oh, my God, this is new. I didn't even know. We're not even going to tell you Ooh. where it's from. Nina. But, um. It, 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 it's real. It's 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 
We're talking about money management next. But, um, but, but no, seriously. So, so I told the counselor about the new position that I was going to have at, at Maple Springs. Like, okay, I'm going to be the youth and young adult minister at, at Maple Springs. Blah, blah. She was like, oh, my God, it's so good. And then she said something real peculiar. She said, so you got to get rid of the brave clothes. And I was like, brave clothes? And she was like, yeah. And it hit me immediately. I thought about, so what she's talking about is the story of Lazarus. So Jesus came and Lazarus was sick for four days. And we always talk about it and say the narrative that he called them and he got up and whatever. But what we don't point out is that Lazarus came forth when he called them. So he was revived. He was alive. But he was still bound by his grave clothes. Mm -hmm. And so it's a thing that you can be revived, you can be saved and walking around and alive and living your life, but still bound by your grave clothes, Mm -hmm. by what God pulled you out of. But here's the thing. He didn't say, Lazarus, take your grave clothes off. He told other people to go loose him and let him go. Because what it is, is that he understands we don't have the power to get rid of our grave clothes ourselves. That's why the scripture says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. What that means is that he is at his perfect place to bless us, protect us, and bring us closer to him when we admit that we're weak. It's just like you have AAA or something like that for when you break down. Did I just call them? Right, but you called them, right? And when you called them, you had to admit what the the problem is. Oh, I either, you got to say what the problem is. Yeah, I either ran out of gas, I got a flat tire, the car won't start, it's the battery, whatever it is. You have to admit that you have broken down. And the problem with many of us is we don't get to that point where we admit, okay, I've broken down. Like, we we don't want to say that out loud, that I'm struggling. I have problems. My marriage is not perfect. My life is not perfect. Mm -hmm. School is not perfect. I think I'm about to fail, especially this one class. Like, whatever it is on whatever level it is for you, Mm -hmm. God's strength in your life is made perfect when you admit that you're in weakness. Um, To your point, Daniel. That sometimes we don't, um, we still have our grave clothes or we still have that thing because someone else is supposed to learn from it. Someone else is supposed to, you know, not see that your life is perfect, that you get all the A's and all of that. But it's like, wow, like you still have stuff with you or you've been delivered from that. How do I do that? Yeah. But I think that's, it, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength mm-hmm. yes. to show people your grave clothes. Yes. Because I remember when I was a teenager just starting out doing stuff and you're singing Miss Kiana can tell you Aunt Kiana, whatever y'all want to call her. Aunt Kiki. And um and and even preaching and I was like probably thirteen or fourteen and I would be making remarks and doing showing my grave clothes. Mm-hmm. And because I'm struggling right now with whatever mm-hmm. it was. And my mother told me she was like I understand your heart, but you need to understand that everybody's not going to <coughs> take what you said uh-huh. in the way that you're saying it. They'll take it in a completely different way. And it takes a lot of courage to understand that that's okay. Because mm-hmm. everybody's not meant to understand it. Mm-hmm. It's it's meant for that one uh-huh. person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, but it takes time, even when we talk about the process, it takes time to get that strong where you can stand in front of the firing squad because they will fire at you and say, look, this is me. This is who I am. That was the problem in the garden. Adam and Eve had sinned and then they went and hid themselves. And when God asked them, why are you hiding? Because they were at a point where they did something that they didn't want to show. 
anybody, right? And then even with him, the, the craziest part, like, we'll get into a deep conversation about Genesis. So I'm going to end it right there. I'm not going to say what I was about to say. Because it's going to get real deep. Okay. It's going to get real. Church up in here. It's going to get real super deep if I go to the creation narrative and really bring out why y'all shouldn't be blaming Eve the way y'all do. But another anyway, anyway, day. that's another podcast for another day. Maybe the marriage one mm-hmm. and relationship one we're going to get on. And the second come tune in on the third Thursday of the month, you're gonna have that. Yes. But um, but yeah, I, I just think it's a process no matter what we're talking about doing. And that everything is ministry. Like whether you are legit a preacher or doing Zumba or doing anything in church externally, like mm-hmm. people that they, they may not even say it, they're gonna look at you and look at the way you respond, look at the way you act. Mm-hmm. And it's like one thing to come in there with a little church t shirt on or dress down Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then they see you cuss out somebody because they took your stapler. On turn up Wednesday. On turn up Wednesday. <laughs> right? So. So let me ask this question. Because someone may have an episode where they have a cuss out, like they cuss somebody out, or mm-hmm. maybe they get drunk, or they get high, or they engage in some behavior that we deem is not appropriate, does that diminish their level of Christianity? Does that diminish the God in them? Because they had a moment of weakness. No. Are you sure? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that goes back to Ashley's point earlier where she's like, okay, this is Snoop, but this is Snoop. Snoop. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, I guess it depends on the person. But why? Because that's making a judgment call. It it depends on the person. Because the the person on the street who lost everything because they gambled it away or smoked it away may still have a word from God mm-hmm. for one of us. And they're still loved by God. Right. Absolutely. Right. right. While we were yet sinners. Yeah. Ourselves. See, that's the stuff that we skip over in the Bible. Like, once we get saved and we get good. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, because I don't understand because that's Snoop. And da da da. Well, at one point, I was Snoop. Mm-hmm. Like, I was the person. <laughs> This dude literally wrote me on Facebook when I like I got saved again. No, not Snoop. Hey, but Snoop, if you listening, holler yeah, at me. Right. I'm good with being in the second album. <laughs> Reverend Dan and Snoop, the the, the um, mixtape. Anyway, what I was about to say is this guy literally hit me on Facebook when I first like saw God's turning my life around and I'm, you know, getting back in the ministry and all this stuff. He was like, Are you serious? Like, you need to stop posting this stuff. You what? cannot be serious. And you blocked him, correct? No, I like, didn't. I let, him, I let him keep following me. Why did he because, say? Because, because I was Snoop. He knew Snoop. Oh, not okay. Because the thing is, that was scripture I love is it says, and, and liars and this, that, and the third is going down the list of what will not make it into heaven. And okay. then it says, but such were some of you. Right. Right? right. And I'm saying that that's what we forget once yeah. we get saved, mm-hmm. is that yeah. at one point, Somebody wouldn't have believed that God was really in my life, right. but he was working on me yeah. even when it didn't look like he was working on me. To, to Aunt Kiki's point, I could be in the gutter, mm-hmm. and that's why I disagree with people like, oh, you can't get a word or you can't be anointed if, listen, yeah, I, I have, God has given me some supreme revelation for people. I will tell y'all offline that on this podcast <laughs> in places that, I'll say this, in places that you would think there's no way that God could be at. Mm-hmm. And because I was there, even in the point where I wasn't trying to be like who God called me to be, 
because I was there, he used me. Yeah. And some of those people who were in those places are now not in those places yeah. anymore. Yeah. Some of those people are actually in the pulpit now, right? Yeah. And so you never know, like, whose journey. I can't judge your journey. Right. Mm-hmm. And your journey might be, I grew up in the church, mm-hmm. and I did all the right things, and I, without, this is what my wife says all the time, I can put her out there. <laughs> Shout out to Chica. She's like, no, because I did and we are polar opposites. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> right. Like in every sense of the word, me and her, she'll be on here one day. But we we are complete opposites. Like wow. complete. And so it's like she was like, and I did everything right. And I grew up in church and I did what I was supposed And she did. She she followed the narrative that you y'all know her, right? right. And and I could tell y'all from being married to her, it's real. Like she's not faking. And then you take me, and, and we were having this conversation one day, it's like why is that always the person's testimony This the preacher that's doing real good is that and God got a hold of me when I was mm-hmm. getting my sin and she was like can God use somebody like me that just was and I'm like yeah God can use each person yeah. you know what I'm saying because somebody like like how I was needs to see somebody like you you guys or she could where I can look at it and say oh so you can be good like that can, that's a real thing okay cool so you know Right. Let me ask you this question, uh, Reverend Daniel, Minister Daniel. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me to address you because we cousins. I, I just call me cousin, Reverend Daniel. Right, cousin, no, I'm cousin Reverend Daniel. <laughs> All the time. Let me ask you this question. How does it feel to be in, well, you're sitting here now, and your wife, Sheikha, who we've all known, we are basically staples, and we've been at Maple Springs mm-hmm. all our lives. Oh, mm-hmm. um, but that's all you know, boo. That's all you know. That was the papers jumping off the table because she said that's all we know. I didn't hit Daniel. I didn't hit him. Um, but yeah, so you're, you're, you're sitting at a table with four women mm-hmm. who have been at Maple Springs all their lives. All their lives. All their lives. Um, and you know, not to how can I say this? Maple Springs um, has some very traditional values. Amen. And we are products of those traditional values. However, we are also in a generation that pushes against some of those things. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you view people who have been raised traditionally and, and make struggle with pushing against traditional, but still finding their place in that traditional setting. So, so I, I think I know what you mean. So I'm going I'm to attempt, attempt to answer it. And I know that you will correct me if I am off topic. Um, for me, I think that, and I'll say this, I think that it's funny because I'm learning more every day that I feel like God has uniquely qualified and positioned me to be a minister to that kind of people, right? Because we're at a point as a church where we have to keep um, and respect certain histories of the church, right? Mm-hmm. Because not just for the older people that are in the church, but even for the younger people that grew up, like Sheikah would say, like, no, I love the way communion is. I love that it's mm-hmm. traditional. And that's because she remembers, that's her opinion, and she was like, nah, girl, that ain't <laughs> They can give me mine if I'm walking out the door. I got to go to hell. I'm running for office. Same thing if you live in Waldorf over. But, um, but, but no, you know, it, whatever your value is that you like, somebody might like hams, and somebody else would be like, I don't need to play on hams. 
But the point is we need to like preserve some of the historical his, history and culture. And those are two two different things. Because it's like you have to shift some of the culture without erasing the history. Because the history is the story of Maple Springs. There would be no this if it weren't for that. Well, let me ask that question to Dear. Like, because you're probably the youngest person at the table. I am. How do you feel as we have a more traditional church that's kind of doing some not traditional things but holding on? Like, do you feel pulled? Uh, no, I don't really feel pulled. I think more that because I grew up in the church, some when I was at a certain age, I really didn't understand how serious we were about tradition in, the, in history and stuff like that. So now that I'm at a better understanding age and I see our history, because like you said, it's all I know. It's, it's like a habit now. It's, it's easy to do. But then I see also, because the agape ministry kind of goes out of our way so that we do stuff different in the in the church. Explain what the agape ministry okay. is. Oh, okay. The agape ministry is a great theater ministry led by moi. At Maple Street Baptist Church. And as you can see, she's extremely yes. dramatic. And I wish y'all yes. could see this. And y'all oh are hating. Get back to your point, girl. And um, so we're basically a theater ministry based at Maple Springs Baptist Church. And we like to show, whether it be the miracles, the history, anything God related to Maples. And instead of saying it, we like to show it. We want to uh, tag at your, we want to tug at your heart. And make sure that you see not only God, but you also see yourself within our story. So, my bad, go ahead. You got something to say? Yeah, but I can say it to her after you get done. Anyway, so being with Agape, (laughs) I kind of see both sides, but I'm not torn by both sides. Some stuff, like Ashley says, or Reverend Daniel, I like tradition. Some stuff I like tradition, but also I like what Agape does broadening people's horizon to show that we can still do what you want us to do. We can still fulfill the message just in a different way. That's what I actually want to applaud our pastor, Reverend. And we didn't say his name at the beginning. We need to do that. But Some people um, might not even know. Our, our new pastor, hey, newly installed, and we are Reverend. so excited. The Reverend Dr. <laughs> Jerome Sam Tarver. Esquire. That's yes. like all of the titles. Um, I wish I knew his military <laughs> title. I'll throw that in there too. But no, he um he is uniquely qualified for such time as this Absolutely. to be the pastor because he has been there yes. all of these years yes. and knows the history of the church. Yes. And which is why it's it's a um a beautiful thing to watch him maneuver because he really respects and understands the culture and the impact of something I may come in new and look at as a chair, Mm -hmm. but it it could be the chair that the Jenkins family, Mother Jenkins used to sit in, Mm -hmm. this memorialized to them. Mm -hmm. And so me just letting my four-year-old little cousin sit on the chair Mm -hmm. is nothing to me, but it might hurt some of the other people's feelings, right? Because I don't know that. He knows all of that stuff. And so he's really um, intentional with the way that he's um, trying to do stuff. And I think that what he's trying to do and what I think is the smartest way to do for a church, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have a mix of both. It has to be intergenerational. De'Ara gets on my nerves. It has to be. Y'all need to, no, we no, have to go video. No, so we need video. Okay. It's, so, it's because we actually, we're like, we definitely don't know what that means. <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are some metaphors. 
four. They, they are just learning. And so we are learning. There are different age groups in the millennials. Y'all showing y'all age. We had the babies, too. I really don't even think they millennials. They like something else. The walk hair uh, oh or something like that. But, but what, what that means that is so you want to empty the tub and throw the water out, but you can't throw the baby out, too. Right? Because it used to be the time when... Whatever. I'm not going to explain that. If y'all don't know what it means, Google it. Y'all can Google it. Ask your grandma. As, as your grandma and your grandpa. Ask mama. Um... But but what I'm saying by that is that you need an intergenerational church. Intergenerational is healthy. Because either either way is not healthy. If you have only young people in it, then you probably are going to struggle in some other areas right. that older people would bring some more structure and stuff too. If you only have older people, then there's a shelf life on your church. Because if you only got people that's in their seventies, you probably got another twenty years that you gonna have your church. Like that's it. That's that's really I like some and of our so, old people though. No, I love all of them. I love all of them, yeah. Oh. But but what 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 is a beautiful thing is when you're able to weave those two groups together. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. our pastor is doing a great job of... Speak up. Oh, I think our pastor is doing a great job of bringing the young adults in or making us more active, but still having a place for the older generation. Yep. And letting them know that they still have a place mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. ministry. As a note, uh, it says here Commander in the Navy. So oh, that's, you went to the bio. Yeah, I had to get We just want to honor our past to give them all of that. Um, which is why I, I, I think it was a great idea. We just, so if you guys don't know, this is the first um, Thursday in April, and we just had last, you know, on, on Holy Week, a Good Friday service. And it was seven expressions of the seven last words. And what I like about that is, he took something that is a tradition of seven last words and used it as an opportunity to bring both groups together. Mm-hmm. So we had some senior ministers. We had some ministers that are young, like myself. I love that I get to be young when we talk about ministry. <laughs> in, real life, in real life, everybody calls me old. <laughs> but, um, and even some people who are not ministers, given their expression of the seven last words, dance, and we had poets, and all this different stuff. And so, what do y'all think about that? Like taking things that are um, from the church and weaving them in. Oh, and also after that day, Easter. Oh, I forgot about Easter. Easter. That was something else, bro. Why don't you tell them about 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 that so they know Easter was it and Um, Christmas was it? Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Sorry, I'm just sitting on you. No, it's okay. You were there in spirit. Anyway, uh, Easter. I think Easter and Christmas are really, really big to me now because of agape and because we don't do regular church service for them and it's not elongated and everything like that and i like that we show the story i'm a visual person y'all yes you know what so, I mean? so I can you stuff. can you back up and just tell them what happened though because you went straight to like oh, how you feel about it and gave no so story basically, like we picked up from christmas in christmas we did of course the birth of jesus and so from Easter, we picked up where Christmas left off and we show Jesus growing up and how he performed certain miracles, how he told stories to his disciples and others. And then we turn to his crucifixion and our illustrious pastor Tarver came in and he gave us a small sermonette about why Jesus did this for us. He used three, three songs from Travis Green. <clears throat> Into um, intentional, the way, and the heel. So he said that God was intentional 
and doing what he needed to do, he made a way for us, and therefore he went to the hills to die for our sins. And what she's saying when she said we did, they had a dramatic presentation yes, instead of regular right. church. Because I know <laughs> I y'all are like, I know you didn't. Y'all are, you, you did, did not. You I did said not. we did not do regular church service. I did say that. Right, but that doesn't explain that. what happened. So we, <laughs> we did a um, traumatic presentation that was that was wonderful yes. on Easter. So that's all the time we had for this episode. I just want to thank all of you guys for listening. You know, keep rocking with us and definitely um, send us your information. Like we're on Instagram, DM us if you have some show topics or stuff you want to share with us. On Instagram is msbc underscore ya. Or if you want to be a guest. Or if you want to be a guest, we'd love to have you. So thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. See you Thursday. Peace out.